networking, Amber has been just massive for me. I think we can easily forget you're only one relationship away from leveling up, whether it's your health, your finances, your business, um, only one relationship. And that one relationship can open up so many doors. Welcome to the More Than Corporate Podcast. I'm Amber Furman, recovering perfectionist and serial accomplisher. If you're anything like I used to be, you've been living your life thinking that if you accomplish enough stuff, you'll finally find the success you've always wanted. But what if it's not about accomplishing more stuff? What if it's about accomplishing the right stuff? I believe you don't find success. You create it by intentionally designing the life you want and having the courage to get out of your comfort zone to live your design. I went from doing what I was supposed to do to doing what I love to do, and now I get to help others do the same. Keep listening as I chat with inspiring people who make it their mission to live their best life every day and learn how you too can live the life you've always wanted. Welcome back to another episode of the More Than Corporate Podcast. I am really excited to have Daniel Blue with me today. Daniel and I have connected for a while through Travis Chapel's Build Your Network group and being both here in the Vegas area. We've had the opportunity to meet up at some of the events that he's hosted, and he's just an absolutely fantastic guy. On top of that, he has this amazing book that just came out. He has this awesome educational opportunity to help people really embrace their financial future. Daniel is a regular contributor to Forbes.com and the owner of Quest Education, a company that helps entrepreneurs obtain capital for their companies, pay off high interest debt, and use self-directed retirement accounts to invest in alternative assets. With over 10 years of educating small business owners, Daniel has a knack for helping individuals get creative with their finances and lead to life life-changing results. Under Daniel's leadership, Quest Education has reached the seven-figure mark two years in a row with a thousand customers throughout the United States. His book that I mentioned is Blueprint to Your Best Retirement, and it's an Amazon bestseller. On top of that is if that's not enough, he launched his podcast entitled How Winners Win and is quickly gaining traction as one of the fastest growing podcast audiences on Anchor.fm. I'm super, super, excited to bring him on the show and have you learn from him his experiences and have him share his definition of success with you. Before we jump into that, if you're thinking, man, I really want to surround myself with some amazing people. I don't know what the next steps are in my business or entrepreneurial journey. I wish that I had some guidance on what mindset I need in order to be successful. Somebody tell me what the next steps are. Come to Vegas September 23rd to the 25th. I have a live event here called Design Your Life where you will leave with actionable items that will allow you to start to build the blueprint to the life that you want to have. On top of that, you're going to gain tips from the speakers and you're gonna get connections that will help you skyrocket your success. If that sounds like something you need, click on the Calendly link and let's have a conversation about how we can get you here. With that being said, let's go ahead and bring Daniel into the show. Daniel, how's it going? Amber, yeah, doing great. Thank you so much for the introduction and uh, looking forward to jam with you here. Oh, I'm so excited. Thank you so much. And congrats on the book. Like, I'm really excited for that. 
Thank you. Yeah, it was a, a pain in the ass. Can I tell you? Uh, <laughs> I can see why so many people one don't write a book, or two they start it and don't finish it. I started it over two years ago, and it just collected dust. I wasn't able to get it to the finish line, and uh, my excuses outweighed my desire to get it done. But uh, enough was enough. A few months ago, I finally got that baby to the finish line. So you know, all the things that we procrastinated before, you know, when you do it and you get it done, it, it definitely uh, you know, feels a lot better. Get that monkey. Yeah. What was the changing thing? Do you think? Because I, um, I feel you on the starting and stopping of a book. You know, it was seventy-five hard. Have you uh, have you heard of that program? Yeah, I've started it like seven times. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I failed my first time. And uh, I believe uh, I actually had COVID. Uh, this was November 2019, right? So a couple months later is when, you know, COVID actually like, you know, got popular and whatnot. But I got super, super sick in November of 2019. And uh, I never had that type of sickness in my lungs before. I was out for two weeks. I was on day 63 and I had wow. to stop 75 hard and it ate at me. I never finished it. And uh, 2020 went by never finished uh, never started 75 hard again and then uh it was about spring of 2021 is when i jumped back on the the 75 hard train and because i was in such a good flow of just getting shit done and just being really really good at my time i was like you know what let's finish my book like this is the time to do it stop being a little bitch and <laughs> you know what i feel like i need that written on my wall just stop being a little <laughs> bitch right my trainer used to say that to me all the time You'd be like, Amber, are you a quitter? I'm like, no, I'm not. Leave me alone. Like, <laughs> I hate this bike. Um, so he would laugh at that comment. So for everybody who's listening who is not as crazy as you and does not know 75 hard, what is that? What What is 75 hard? Can you describe it? Yeah. So it's 75 days straight every single day of doing the following. You read 10 pages of some kind of self-development book, drink a gallon of water, no alcohol. You've got to do two workouts a day. One of them has to be outside. It could be you know, walking your dog, but it's got to be at least 45 minutes. And uh, you got to stick to some kind of diet. It doesn't have to be a specific diet, but just some kind of diet and no cheat meals. And you got to take a progress picture every single day. And the idea is if you do that every single day over a 75-day period of time, there's going to be some things that happen during you know that two, three-month course that kind of sets you off, right? You travel somewhere, family comes in town, you get sick, like just life happens and can you sustain it? Like, can you follow through with what you said that you were going to do? Um, and as much as it's a physical challenge, you know, working out twice a day is, is not easy. It's more mental, right? Because you have to have time management and be really focused on what you're doing and how you're doing it and, and doing what you need to do to complete the tasks. That's awesome. I have started a few times and decided that it wasn't in my best interest at the time, which is probably a mindset problem in and of itself, right? Um, that has changed a little bit because I just hired my first executive assistant. And I'll tell you what, as a control freak, learning how to delegate um, is not my strongest suit. And so I have avoided an executive assistant until I actually had to have one, like probably a year after I needed to have one. Um, but now that I see all the things she's going to be able to take off on my plate, I'm like, maybe I could actually like have a life again and yeah. do the 75 hard stuff. Yeah, I, lo I yeah. love it. Let's make it happen. Yeah, let's do it. So other than the book, I'm really interested to know what other positive things did you see? Was there any other impacts in your life in a positive way that really committing to something for 75 days had on your mindset? 
biggest thing is self-worth, right? A lot of people talk about self-worth and, and how you can improve, you know, how you feel about yourself and, you know, fear of failure. You know, we all have those limiting beliefs and things like that. And the best way to improve self-worth and, and is to get more confidence. And the best way to get confidence is to, to follow through with the things that you said that you were going to do. And that's exactly what 75 Heart is. It's setting yourself up every single day to do things that you said that you were going to do. And we all have those moments. You say you're going to go to the gym tomorrow and you don't go. It eats at you. You say that you're going to, you know, do a video, a content video for, you know, what, what you're doing, your business, and you don't do it. You, you lied to yourself. You're, you're getting Pinocchio. You're getting a little nose. You start feeling like shit, you know? So that eats at you. It, it takes away equity from yourself. But if you start doing the things that you say you're going to do and you actually follow through with it, you build equity within yourself and you start getting more swag. You start getting more focus. You start getting that, that momentum. So then that way, when life throws adversity at you, it's, it is just another day. You know, you just brush it off and keep going. Yeah, I think that that's really one of the most important things with 75 Hard is like that commitment to yourself and that following through with what you say you're going to do. So I definitely feel that for sure. Uh, so let's um, talk about you for just a minute since that's why we're here. Um, you have this amazing company um, you have this amazing book. So you have Quest Education and the blueprint to your best retirement. You're really dedicated to helping entrepreneurs understand their financial options and set them up for success. Was this always what Daniel wanted to do? How did you end up in in this? Like, I guess the better way to ask this question is what did like 12 year old Daniel want to do with it, with his life? Was was it always financial related? Man, that's, that's interesting that you picked that age. Um, the two ages I share with people is 12 and 18. And I think if you think back at your life when you were 12, when you were 18, a lot of life events that happened shaped you who you are today. Right? So I'm 32 years old just to give context. So 12, um, that's when my parents got divorced. My dad wow. actually ended up moving to, to Mexico permanently. And, and now it's just my mom and myself. So that's what happened when I was 12. And as you can imagine, when you're 12, a lot of hormonal changes, you're trying to figure out who you are. Um, so I struggled after that, started hanging out with the wrong crowd and, and things of that nature. And um, when I was 18, three things happened to me that I'll never forget. One, I dropped out of college. Two, I got a woman pregnant. Three, I got addicted to Oxycontin. There's a lot of a lot of things that happened all at once, right? It was like, welcome to adulthood. Let me make you know a bunch of knucklehead decisions. <laughs> um, I, I don't regret uh, dropping out of college. I think it's a beautiful part about if you're an entrepreneur with no college degree, like that feels good, right? Like you know, I know Amber, you're super well educated. Uh, I do believe there's a, a specific reason why someone goes to school, but I just went to college because society told me to. I had no agenda. I had no end goal. It's not like I wanted to be a lawyer like you or a doctor. Um, so if we take a step back. 18, I started making a lot of mistakes and financially um i was doing pretty well in the sense i was making six figures uh, i got into sales at 18 years which old. is dangerous for somebody super, that's super you know dangerous. 18 and and addicted to oxycontin right yeah i didn't grow up with money so i didn't know how to spend money and this is 2008 and if we can remember 2008 that was the peak or the peak of the the recession right right before the recession happened bought a house in saint george utah the peak of the market i'm like I'm making, you know, three grand a week. Let's do this. I'll just buy a house and uh, bought a house. And, and we know the end of that story. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, I was involved in, in real estate coaching for a number of years. Uh, that's where I got started. And uh, I started to rub shoulders and talk to a lot of different people. And some of these people were investing into real estate using their retirement account. IRA, 401k to flip a house. 
IRA, 401k to buy a rental property. I'm like, wait, what? I, I didn't know you could use a retirement account to invest in the real estate. I always thought retirement accounts, 401ks and stocks were synonymous, right? So that opened up my eyes. And um, I've always wanted to achieve a lot. I've always been an ambitious, ambitious person. So um, entrepreneurship was just that next level for me. Uh, I've always wanted to be the best employee I possibly could. My first job, I was uh, a grocery bag. Um, I handled grocery bags and, and, and carts at the, at the store, you know, corralling the carts, sweeping the floors. Like I wanted to be the best person, make $6.25 an hour. Like I wanted to be the best. I roofed when I was 17 years old. I want to be the best roofer, right? So like that's always been ingrained in me. Um, so as I moved up kind of in the uh, sales space as an employee and running sales teams and moving up, the next step was, you know, okay, I don't really enjoy the sales real estate side. This whole self-directed retirement account world is really cool. Like, let me dive into that and, and learn about that. And uh, started working for a company and, and met a lot of people along the way. And, uh, you know, three years ago, I started Quest Education, went, went all in, maxed out a bunch of credit cards at 0%, emptied out my savings account. And uh, it's, it's been a fun ride. It's stressful, <laughs> but it's super rewarding the last three years. We know what it's like to, to have a startup and a, a new uh. Newborn business. Yeah, absolutely. There's so much to unpack in what you just said. And I want to start with what I think is one of the most important things. There's so many important things in what you said, but this one is close to my heart. And that's going to college because that's what society tells you to do. Yeah. Right. And and you mentioned like everybody has a reason that they go to college. And the majority of times that reason isn't because they actually want to go to college or they want to have the degree. Um, I didn't know why I was going to law school when I went to law school. Um, if you would have asked me at the time, I would have thought, man, of course I want to be an attorney. Why else would somebody go to law school if they don't want to be an attorney? And I can actually remember having conversations with people in law school where they're talking about all the things you could do with a law degree besides practice law. I'm like, this is a dumb conversation. Why would anybody want to do anything other than practice law with a law degree? But then as you get out and you get into the world and you have to deal with all this shit that you didn't want to deal with while you were going through law school, yeah. you start to realize that the reason you actually went to college or grad school had nothing to do with actually wanting to. It had to do with running away from problems or what society told you that you should do or the money was going to fix everything. And so I'm super passionate about this topic of do what you think is best for you to do right now, not what society tells you you should do. So I love that you brought that up. Yeah, it uh, lasted three months. I played soccer. That was the only reason why I went to school because I wanted to play soccer. I was on the soccer team, soccer season ended. And uh, networking, Amber, has been just massive for me. You know, the idea of someone owning a business in the financial space that has, you know, customers in all 50 states, we've got over 100 customers, 1,000 customers with, you know, solo 401ks and different self-directed accounts that uh, have been set up with our help. Um, it's not like I have a degree in economics from Harvard, right? People have this image of someone in the financial space with a suit and tie and comes from prestige and usually money, you know, family has, the family has money and, you know, things of that nature. And uh, like, that's just not me, right? Um, however, um, being involved with relationship building has been massive. You know, I think we can easily forget you're only one relationship away from leveling up, whether it's your health, 
your finances, your business, um, only one relationship. And that one relationship can open up so many doors. And maybe that one relationship that I'm talking about isn't that one person that's going to open up the door for you and give you that promotion or give you that, you know, um, affiliate referral partner relationship or what it can be though is they know somebody and then they open the door and you meet that other person and that other person introduces you to another person it's just like a nice cool spider web right so relationship building to me relationship is a currency it's far more valuable than money um and relationships have been massive to me in being able to grow and, and have employees and have you know rock star team and you know awesome customers and you know be able to start scaling it's a lot of it's just relationship building and uh you know that's a cool part about business like, you don't have to have a degree to have a successful business you have to have proof of concept right you have to have the ability to show a track record and, and help people and you have to be able to lead a team you have to have processes and systems and deliver a superior customer service so they keep coming back or they don't complain ideally you want them to keep coming back and seeing the praises but you have to have really good fulfillment good process good uh, operations and you know you don't have to have a degree for that yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the networking, you and I are both super passionate about networking and the um, idea that you're only one relationship away. You're so right. I was in Dallas at an event and they said something that has stuck with me and that's every moment brought you to the next moment, which brought you to the next moment, which brought you here. And if you start thinking about a valuable relationship in your life, you can always trace that back to, you know, one moment where you made a decision to do something that was maybe outside of what you would normally do. And, and you made that choice and you met somebody who introduced you and it might be years down the road, but there's always this trail back to a decision that you made to do something that was in your best interest. Yeah. So I love that. Um, and then also on this whole topic of what the typical financial advisor looks like, I don't even know what a typical financial advisor is, but you're right as far as the education. And, and for somebody who has a graduate degree, I can tell you that I didn't learn how to practice law in law school. I learned crap about practicing law in law school. I learned how to pass the bar in law school. That was it. I learned how to practice law in internships. And so even those individuals that have that massive college education and they have the graduate degrees and all that stuff, like they still have to do the on the job training. Like they don't have more experience just because they have more education, right? Real world experience is is huge, right? I'm not here to take anything away from universities and, and colleges and, and things of that nature. Um, but it's a pretty cool feeling and a interesting perspective to know that I don't have a college degree, but a bunch of my employees, you know, have college degrees, right? Like, yeah. that's just the beauty of entrepreneurship. Like, you just got to get the right people in the right place and row the boat together. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk for just a minute about what you said about just wanting to be the best, because I think that that's something that is really important for people to hear. So many people set these goals for themselves, for these big um, businesses that they want to build or financial targets that they want to hit. And everything to that point is just a stepping stone. And so they treat it like a stepping stone. And they're like, oh, this doesn't really matter because this is where I want to be. But the idea of giving 100% to everything you do, whether it's your first job bagging groceries or whether it's you know a relationship that you're just starting to build is so powerful. How do you think that got ingrained in you? Did that come from a particular moment in your life that you can think of? For me, it was sports. You know, sports is all about effort, right? Like you, you can see who's putting in the work. You can see who's showing up. You can see who's leaving it all on the field. 
And if you leave it all on the field and you put in the effort, that that's that's where it starts. If you lose, okay, let's see why we lost and how we could do better, right? So when you're starting in business and you have a business and it's not working, a lot of times it's not working or even a job that you're not seeing results with, a lot of it has to do with your effort. Like, are you really putting in the work the way that you think that you are? You know, are you showing up every day? Are you put, are you leaving it all in the field? Cause, cause if you are, that's good. If you fail, because now you can know, okay, cool. I got to do something different or I need to do this longer because I can't expect to see results in a week mm-hmm. or I need to make a tweak. Like I needed to make an adjustment. However, if you're not seeing results, and you're lying to yourself about the commitment, about the effort, and you're not leaving it out in the field, now you're fucked because you don't know what which is wrong, right? Why you're messing up. You're thinking, well, it's because I'm not marketing right, or like my lead gen strategy sucks, or you know, my employees suck. It's like, no, dude, it's actually not that, it's you. Like you're not yeah. every single day. But a lot of times we don't want to admit that. We don't want to see No, that's that. a hard conversation to have. For sure. Um, I, I also think it's interesting because the people who are willing to have that conversation with themselves, mm-hmm. um, normally they're the people who gave a hundred percent at the thing that wouldn't have normally worked and saw massive success anyways, because it's that hard work and dedication that continues to pay off. And then once they tweak the other stuff, then they just explode. But if you're willing to put in that hard work and dedication, you're going to see some results. Like if you're seeing zero results at all, I would, I would bet that the problem's you, right? Yeah. And and if we want to simplify it, really, if you're not seeing results, it's only one of three things. Either one, like you just said, it's you. You're actually not showing up the way you think you are. You're full of shit. Two, you haven't done it long enough. So you are working. You are leaving it out on the field. But you just started a business and it's only been three months and you're crying that you're not seeing results. Like, dude, give me a break. Like, you got to be <laughs> in the game longer than that, right? Yeah, the long-term the game, man. Is maybe you are putting in the effort and it's been a while that you've been putting consistent effort you just need or your strategies off like tactically there's something wrong right so it's only three things right either your strategy your your commitment or you haven't done it long enough like it's one yeah. of those three things so for the person who's listening that says you know i'm not sure which one of those three things it is i know that i want to be successful i have these ideas and i just don't know where to start where should an entrepreneur start in trying to figure this answer out and i know that's a broad question but like what what would you say to somebody to say hey look like if i could give you one piece of advice of what to do to help figure this out this would be it use a calendar so let's start with the basics that's a great way to measure how much work you're actually doing, right? So I live my life by the calendar. If it's not on the calendar, it's probably not going to get done, right? And if you live that way, look back at your calendar the week before, the day before, and your work is right there, right? So start there, right? Like I remember when I first tried to gain weight and I was working out and I was trying to get bulkier and get more muscles, my trainer had me track my diet. And I was like, yeah, I know what I'm eating, bro. Like, I don't need to write this shit down. He's like, no, you do. So I actually wrote down what I was eating. And I was like, damn, I'm only, I'm not eating enough calories. Like I'm not consuming enough food. No wonder I'm a skinny little bitch, right? Like, <laughs> it, it just hit different, right? Same, yeah. same thing. So start there, like use your calendar, 
You know, if you're going to write content, put it on the calendar. If you're going to shoot a video, put it on the calendar. If you're going to respond to comments on social media for business, put it on the calendar. You know, if you're going to have a meeting, put it on the calendar. Like everything should be there. And then you really start auditing your time, you know? And then are you just, as an entrepreneur, are you just working Monday through Friday and then you're packing it in on the weekends and you never do anything on the weekends? Sorry to tell you, but your competition is, right? Like they're still getting a couple hours in on a Sunday morning while their family is maybe sleeping in, right? They're still getting a couple hours on the weekends here and there getting ahead. I'm not saying work seven days a week, 10 hours a day. I'm not saying that. I am saying, though, is entrepreneurs, they do go the, the extra mile. They don't treat the weekends like the weekend, right? Like the average nine to five person just looks so forward to Friday and they dread Monday. Like that's their mindset. As an entrepreneur, like dude, every day is kind of the same day for me. I look yeah. at my calendar. What do I got going on? But that's why we do what we do, because then I can take off on a random Wednesday and do what I want to do. And my business still keeps flowing. Right. Yeah. So I would start first with your time, auditing your time and then. If you're good there with your time and you see like I'm, I'm putting in the work, like I'm showing up, like I'm putting in the hours. OK, cool. How long have you been doing that for? Like if it's only been a couple weeks, a couple months. I hate to tell you, but that's nothing in the grand scheme of, of business. Yeah, so we need more time. That's such good advice. And my coach, like this is the first thing that she gave me because I was dumb enough to tell her that I wanted to make more money, but didn't have any more time. And there was nothing that she was going to be able to do to make more time. And she was like, oh, really? Let's see about that. Right. And so she lovingly calls it FU homework. And it's actually not her that calls it that her clients do. And the reason for that is because every client says, hey, you're not going to um, be able to fit anything else on my schedule. And she's like, okay, tell me everything you do for the next week. And it's normally like 48 hours in that they're like, dude, fuck you. Like, yeah. screw you. This is, this is not what I signed up for. Okay. Yeah. I want to go back to convincing myself that yeah. I'm working while I scan Facebook for eight hours. Yeah. So exactly. I, I, I hear that for sure. And I, I love that advice. Um, I think that being able to really be honest with yourself about what you're doing and also like be able to shut out the people who tell you you're working too much, right? My family is always like, Amber, all I ever see you do is work. When are you off? And I'm like, whenever I'm not working. And that's whenever I don't want to work really. Like I decide, right? If I, if I want to go on vacation, like I go on vacation. Does that mean I don't work on vacation? No. I think every entrepreneur that I know a vacation is like working two hours while you're gone on vacation, right? Like I've never met an entrepreneur that takes a vacation and like completely unplugs um, every single time. Sometimes they do. Yeah. Um, but you just set boundaries for yourself and, yeah. and that becomes your weekends. You don't have weekends. You have boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a great way to look at it. You just have structure. I mean, you have to be really clear on, you know, your, your daily tasks and what your intentions are and being able to just be consistent with that and following. If you just do it long enough and you're doing it the right way, like your strategy is on point, your tactics are on point. It's only a matter of time before you see success. It's just not going to happen overnight. Yeah, absolutely. So for the people who are listening, who I know are loving this conversation and are going to go check out your podcast, How Winners Win, what type of content can they expect to hear there? And who is that podcast meant for? Yeah. So really anyone that wants to win in their personal life, their financial life, their business life, 
Um, that, that's the, the mission of the podcast. And it's myself, my co-host, Keita Spears. Uh, he's been an employee of mine since pretty much day one. Uh, so we just bring different perspectives. You know, I talk about how, you know, what it's like running a business. We've got 13 employees. So, you know, we deal with a lot. Right. And sharing some of the things that have worked, some of the things that haven't worked. Um, he brings an interesting perspective because, you know, he's just been crushing it for me for a number of years. But then he has some other projects on the side that he does well, does some crypto and some stock trading. Um, and we just talk about, you know, mindset and, you know, habits and, you know, uh, entrepreneurship and, you know, just different things that we can bring to the surface to help people win. Ultimately, you're listening to this or watching this for a reason. You're competitive, right? You want to do better today than you did yesterday. And yep. tomorrow you want to do better than what you did today, right? So you're competitive. You want to win. You're not here to just be average and just lose. So we want to win. And what's the recipe to win? What are some different ways to increase our chances at winning? Um, so that's that's the whole mission behind that podcast. I love it. So that I assume can be found on any of the podcasting platforms, Spotify, yep. iTunes, all that yep. stuff. Yep. Cool. And we'll have a link for that in the show notes. I am really impressed with the book. And I know I've mentioned that a couple of times, but the reason for that is because I have started and stopped my book so many times. And I know what goes into finally like get well actually no I don't because my book's not done but I know what goes into pushing yourself to do it my book is almost done and so anytime I see somebody release a book I'm like man like that takes some dedication and some passion and a real desire to make an impact so again congratulations on finishing and releasing that and making the bestseller list who is the book best for what who should be reading your book yeah. So the big problem that we solve in the marketplace, we are my, my company, Amber, is we help people access money in their retirement accounts, penalty and tax free. And the book that I wrote, I wanted to have it be simple, short and easy to implement. Right. Like most financial books are boring. They use lingo that's hard to understand. And I wanted to just have people pick up the book, read it in a day or two and just connect the dots and immediately take action to get more money in their pocket. So people that have maybe a 401k from an old job or an IRA and the idea of being able to tap into that money penalty and tax free to maybe use that money to start your own business, maybe invest in real estate, crypto, maybe pay off high interest rate credit card debt, just have more freedom over your retirement accounts and be able to add more to your retirement accounts to make tax free money. If some of those things appeal to you, then the book is going to be something that you're going to be able to get value from. It sounds like this is something that every entrepreneur needs to read because I think what, what's in my head is that somebody says, oh, that's not me yet. I'm not making enough money to be able to invest yet. And then by the time they think they're making enough money to be able to invest, they've already paid way too many taxes on that money and you they've overpaid so much on what you could have helped them with. Is that a fair statement? Yeah. I mean, one of the powerful retirement accounts out there, Amber, is a, a Roth solo 401k or a Roth IRA. And even if you only put in a couple thousand, five thousand dollars a year, if you did that every year for a number of years and that money were, was to be invested somewhere, now you have compound interest. You know, there's a, a realistic point that you can get to where you have hundreds of thousands, you know, maybe even crossing the seven figure mark of tax free money like 100% tax-free money. So then that way, as you're building your business and, and creating other streams of income, 
gives you a peace of mind knowing that you've got this other bucket of money that's maybe invested in stocks or real estate or whatever you want. And it's 100% tax-free. And I don't care what kind of business that you own, tax-free money is going to appeal to you. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you made a good comment earlier, a good point earlier today when you were talking about what it was like for you building your business and you're maxing out your 0% credit cards and emptying your savings. Like we do so much to build these businesses. And if COVID has taught us anything, it's that even the most secure of businesses are subjectable to you know, external forces. And so being able to set yourself up like that. So where can people find the book? Is Amazon the best place? Your website, the best place? What's the best place for people to grab it? Yeah. DanielBlue.me is the best place, Amber. That's my website. And on my website, I've got access to the book. You can get Kindle or a paperback version, um, access to my course. It's called the quest way, how to make money tax free. So it gets more in the nitty gritty, uh, of some of the things that we briefly talked about. And then, uh, also links to the podcasts on all the different platforms, uh, my social media handles. I'm pretty active on Instagram and, and Facebook. And then, uh, if you do have a 401k from an old job or an IRA and the idea of tapping into that penalty and tax free, you're like, well, I didn't know I could do that. Like, Tell me more. Uh, there's a link to my company, Quest Education, and you can click that link, get directed over there. And uh, there's some, a basic form that you can fill out and, and someone from my team would reach out and, and see if we'd be a good fit for you. Awesome. And, you know, as I said in the very beginning, you and I have had the opportunity to connect a few different times and you're just a, a really amazing guy and do so many great things here in the community. So I would highly suggest that um, anybody who has questions financially reach out to Daniel. With that being said, before we start to wrap up, this is the More Than Corporate podcast. We talk about defining your idea of success. We talk about designing the life that you want to have with that idea of success in mind. So I believe you can only do that when you define what success means. What does success mean to you individually? It's a deep question. And I love how everyone just has a different answer, right? Yeah. So my answer isn't necessarily right. Yours isn't either. It's what we truly believe. And that's what matters, what we stand for. So for me, it's success is, can I have my purpose and my passion be aligned? And right now that's not the case. I am not passionate about retirement accounts. Like I don't wake up every single morning and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I cannot wait to read about solo 401ks and self-directed retirement accounts. Like that's not a passion. And, and I know that might sound weird to people because I own, you know, a business in the financial space, um, but I'm fulfilling my purpose. My purpose is to impact people, impact yeah. employees. You know, I get to see them buy houses with the money that the company pays them. I get to see them, you know, use their PTO and go on vacation with their family for a week. Um, you know, I get to see them start families. Like, that, that shit makes me feel good. Like, right. That's, that's impact. My impact glass is getting filled, uh, impacting our, our customers, seeing them use a retirement account to start a business that blows up and they quit their job. Like that's impact. So impacting is my purpose. And so right now my purpose is, is being fulfilled. Um, so I don't define myself as successful. Once I get to the point where my purpose and my passion can actually be aligned, then that's where I'm going to be like, okay, Cool. Like this is what success feels like. So don't get caught up if your passion is not fulfilled right now, right? Like maybe where you're working or your business, like you like it, but it's just, it's not your passion. Um, but is your purpose being filled in, in what you're doing? If your purpose is not being filled and your passion is not being uh, dialed in, then you're probably unhappy, right? You're, you're probably in a funk. You're probably not consistent with your mood and, and you're probably just, you know, not in a good place all the time. 
So figure that out. Like, what are you passionate about? What's your purpose? And how can you do things that align with that? Yeah, I think that's an amazing definition. And I love the the um, explanation that you gave for why maybe you wouldn't define yourself as successful right now, although there's so many people that would disagree. I'm one of those people. Um, I think that this quest for success, right? As long as you're moving towards something, you know, you're getting closer to that definition of success. So now I'm interested to know, like, that's a great macro definition of success that is the ideal one day I'll get there and it's going to be amazing on a micro level where you're looking every single day. Is there something that you do or a, or ask yourself, or how do you determine whether your day is a success at the end of every single day? So you can get closer and closer to that macro definition. Just the little things, right? Like if I can go to bed and, and be in my bed next to my wife and my daughter down the hall, I wake up in the morning and, you know, my eyes are open and I could put my two feet down. First thing I think about when I wake up is what I'm grateful for. Like immediately when I wake up, we're vulnerable when we wake up, right? Our subconscious is humming. Like we got sleep on our eyes, like half our eyes are open. Like we're super vulnerable. So whatever you inject in your mind at that point in time, it's going to have an effect throughout the day. And then most people grab their phone. Most people put themselves in a position where they start injecting themselves with negative shit in the morning. And it's harder to recover that day. So for me, what's a success is I might have had to put out some fires. Like there might've been some, some bullshit I had to deal with that day. Cause we all know entrepreneurship can have stress. Right. However, if I'm waking up in the morning and I'm going to bed at night, I mean, there's just so much to be grateful for. Right. And if I wake up the next day, then God gave me another day to be alive, to make an impact. And that's where it starts. So, you know, I just try to look at the little things like that. That's so cool. Talking about fires, let's dig into that for just a minute. So how do you relate to and respond to things that don't always go your way? I'm not a big fan of the word failure because I don't necessarily believe that that exists um, until you quit trying. But I know that, you know, not being successful in every single task that you take on is a thing that entrepreneurs deal with. How do you avoid the frustration of that? And, and how do you move forward? You don't avoid it, right? Like if you give a shit and you want to win, you're going to get frustrated. You're going to get pissed. You're going to feel stress. Like that's real life. Like if you think you're not going to feel that way, like you might as well not be in business because you're going to like be in for a rude awakening. So that being said, like, how can you cope with it? Like, how can you manage it is how I would look at that. And there's a couple of different ways. Gratitude, right? I told you my routine, um, eating healthy, getting enough sleep, um, working out, exercising, getting sun, right? Like just all those little things, surrounding myself with other people that are ambitious, that, you know, don't deal with negativity, that are high achievers, that want to grow, surrounding yourself with people like that, like all of those little things add up. So then that way, when life throws a curveball your way and you've got a fire you got to put out, like it's cool, like just deal with it. It's not as big as you think, deal as you think it is. When you get done with it, you're gonna be like, okay, that sucked, but I'm alive. Like I'm still in business. I didn't have to shut my doors down. I didn't file bankruptcy and you just keep, keep pushing. And then you get to a point where you start doing good. You have a couple of good days, maybe a good week. And then you just know like, 
okay, this is not a nice ride, but I already know next week I'm going to get some shit or next month <laughs> I'm going to get a challenge thrown my way. And you just expect it. Yeah. And deal with that. I like that. Um, and I'll tell you that, but did you die approach like helped me through so much shit. Like when you're sitting there in the middle of this shit storm of a panic attack and like trying to figure out how you're going to move forward because you feel like your world's ending. Um, I know this is going to sound so odd, but for me, what pulls me out of that is um, watching obstacle course racing videos from people who have um, amputees, fake um, prosthetic limbs, cancer survivors, things to that effect. Like that's why obstacle course racing had such a huge role on who I am today is because like I had no more excuses to not succeed at what I did. Right. So it's like, when you think your life sucks, like I, I go find somebody who's doing better things than I am with less opportunity. And then I'm like, okay, you're not dead. Get off your ass. That's, and then that's where you go back to your voice. Like you said, to stop being a little bitch voice. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and then you just have a different perspective and you just understand that your perspective drives your performance. Yeah, absolutely. Your perspective drives your performance. That's amazing. And that's an amazing place to kind of start to wrap this up. So one more time before we head into the random round, what is the best place for people to connect with you if they want to continue this conversation? Yeah, just head over to danielblue.me. It's a B-L-U-E, just like the color, so danielblue.me. And then uh, it's got all my, my information there. Cool. And again, that will be in the show notes. So I'm super excited for you guys to connect with Daniel. Um, I promise you will not be disappointed. With that being said, let's head into the quick random round. I got just a few questions for you. You ready? All right, let's go. All right. If you could do any profession other than what you're doing now, what do you think would be fun to attempt? You know, I, I think it'd be pretty cool to be, uh, you know, an athlete. I always enjoyed playing sports. I mentioned that to you earlier, competition. So, you know, anytime I could, if I were able to do something that I, you know, truly enjoyed and then get paid for it, like, that'd be awesome. Yeah. So I, I want to ask a follow-up question because, like, I can't think of anything other than being an entrepreneur is such a broad answer. Is there a theme in entrepreneurship, like a business that you would like to be involved in or a, a, an industry that you would like to be involved in that you're not involved in now in the entrepreneurial space? Yeah. So like back to success, passion, purpose, being aligned for me, it would have some kind of business in the world of like having my own team, like having my oh, own that's complex, awesome. sports complex um, and, and having the youth there. Um, I have a soft spot for, you know, kids that grew up without a dad you know, maybe drugs were in the home, right? Like I'm a recovering addict. I've been clean from Oxycontin for 12 years. Um, so just stuff like that, you know, I'd, I'd love to have like a soft mount soccer team, basketball team, you know, so it still would be business, right? I'm still like managing revenue and expenses and culture and it's still business. I like that shit, but now it's fulfilling my, my, my passion, which is sports and like, you know, kids that, that come from similar homes as mine. You know, that's, that's so amazing. Um, I love that mission so much. And I love the way that you've been able to tie that into, you know, knowing what that feels like and being able to connect with them and being able to then take that and make a difference in a way that maybe you didn't have the same opportunity and would like to give that to somebody. So I think that's really cool. Um, if you could time travel, where would you go and why? Hmm. Probably the 80s. So I, I love the 80s music. And a lot of people say I'm an old soul. I'm, I'm a 
millennial, but I don't identify myself as a millennial. Um, I'm pretty old school. Um, but I hear the 80s was the shit, Amber. I was born in 1989. So like, I'm oh, right dude, on, don't tell me that. That I'm, feels so old. I'm like right, on, <laughs> right on the cusp. Um, but yeah, I'd love to be like 82, 83 to see what that shit was like. Yeah, the 80s were good. I'm not going to lie. I'm an 82 baby, and I can't imagine being born and raised in the 90s. Like, yeah. my brothers were. My brothers are 89 and 91, yeah. um, and and good for them. But I loved my no cell phone life as yeah. a kid. And, yeah, yeah, yeah it was I, great. I, I tinkered on that, right? Like, AOL yeah. came out when I was, like, four. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I sound like a grumpy old man right now. Like when I was young, uphill yeah, both ways, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, it, it was it was great to be able. And I grew up in a super small town, so you could just write the note, "Hey, be home like yeah. at, at midnight," right? And if you're not home, everybody knows where you are because yeah. there's only like 800 people yeah. there to choose from. Um, I'm a huge reader. I'm a huge believer in the Jim Rohn quote that your level of success rarely exceeds your level of personal development. For you, what is a book that you have recommended the most to new entrepreneurs? Probably How to Win Friends and Influence Other People. You know, I'm, I'm a sales guy by nature. That's how I got started. And uh, that's, you know, how I've been able to build this business. Sales is relationship and, and communication. And, and that was like the first book that I read that was not a book given to me in school. Um, and that was just such a classic, Dale Carnegie, you know, Carnegie, uh, How to Win Friends and Influence Other People. It's a classic. Yeah, it is. It's a great book as well. So I that gets recommended a lot because it is so amazing. And, yeah. and the reason, I mean, it's been around for a while. Like you said, it's a classic. Yeah. And yet it's still so impactful yeah. even today. Yeah. Last question, because I'm a music nerd and I have to ask this. If what is your pump up song? What do you put on when you're like, okay, I need to get out of this funk and have a good day. You know, what gets me in a good mood. Amber is, is hollow notes. Like I love them. You know, you just throw on some hollow notes. How are you going to feel, you know, bad listening to hollow notes? What does a nineties kid know about hollow notes, man? Yeah, you don't even know Amber. I'd be bumping them all day. <laughs> I don't know that anybody's ever said hollow notes and yeah. bumping in the same sentence yeah. until now. Yeah, yeah. I love me. it. Yeah. All right. And um, I know I said last question, but I lied. One more time. What's the best way to contact you? Uh, DanielBlue.me. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Um, it's been amazing to catch up with you. It should not have taken a podcast episode for it to happen. So that's on me. Um, and I really look forward to continuing to connect with you and see the impact that you make in the community. Thank you so much, Amber. It was great to, to connect with you. And again, I appreciate you allowing me to be on, on your stage. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the More Than Corporate Podcast. If anything that was said during this episode resonated with you or provided value in any way, it would mean the world to me if you would head over to iTunes and leave a rating and review for the More Than Corporate Podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to do that. I'm really looking forward to connecting with you. If you'd also like to connect, I've created a Facebook group that is full of amazing people who also make it their mission to live their best life every single day. If that's sounds like something that you're interested in. The name of that Facebook group is Success Center. Head over there, request to join, and I look forward to connecting with you soon.